Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now, this week we're going to look at the buy now, pay later space and whether this area of the market has finished its run and should you start to look elsewhere for opportunities. Then we'll get into the Australian Stock Market so I can share with you my thoughts on where it's heading along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian Stock Market Show, which is on every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, over the past few years, Australians have flocked to buy now, pay later services due to an explosion in the companies offering this, such services, such as Afterpay, Zipco, Sezzle, and Split It, to name a few. Now, the attraction of these buy now, pay later services really has seen share prices skyrocket as retail investors speculate on these fintech companies, and Afterpay has performed the best up 261% between the 2nd of January and the 20th of October this year, whilst Zipco, um, that was up 200% between the 2nd of January and the 27th of August. They've come off a little bit since then, but has the sun set on these stocks or is there more to come? Now, the information technology sector has been the best performer this year, up over 40%, whilst energy has been the worst, despite a 33% gain so far this month. It's still down over 20% for the year. Now, in my opinion, these buy now, pay later stocks have had their day and like all stocks in these new exciting areas that have spectacular rises over short periods of time, they eventually come back down to earth. Now, I'm not suggesting they're going to crash, but the challenge for these buy now, pay later companies is that big players in the short-term finance payment gateway systems have sat back and let these new fintechs develop the market and appetite for buy now, pay later services. In essence, they let the new players take all the risk and now the big players are beginning to enter this space. Now we've seen MasterCard, Visa, and in the last few weeks, PayPal have entered the space in the US market and PayPal captured over 25% of the US market in pretty much a week. And this really has sent shockwaves amongst the other buy now, pay later players. 
Now these big players also have their sights set on the Australian market, so watch out for that one. Now whilst it is possible that companies like Afterpay and Z1P will survive and grow, despite these big players in the market, the success or failure of these new fintech companies will be determined by how flexible and responsive the big companies are to their clients' needs, rather than how innovative they are. Now, MasterCard, Visa and PayPal are well established in the payments industry and each has a significant number of clients to market their buy now, pay later service to. And therefore, if they get it right, the new fintechs will struggle to grow and survive. Now, right now, it is far too early to tell how much effect these big players will have on this industry. But in my mind, young buy now, pay later stocks have had their day in the sun and investors would be wise to think about exiting this space and come back after the dust has settled on this battle. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, our market has once again performed well with most sectors up for the week. Now, energy was again the best performer up 6.25%, followed by materials up 3.18% and financials up 1.74%. The worst performing sectors last week included healthcare, that was down 2.83%, followed by consumer staples down 1.09% and industrials, that was down 0.94%. Looking at the S&P ASX top 100 stocks, the best performers last week included Whitehaven Coal, who rose strongly again up 14.01%, followed by Pendle Group up 13.52%, and Origin Energy up 11.13%. And the worst performers included Virgin Money, that was down 12.64% last week, followed by Northern Star Resources, and that was down 8.41%, with Treasury Wines Estates and Evolution Mining both down over 6% for the week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, what a fantastic week we had on the Australian market last week. Very, very strong move up on the market, which was probably a little bit surprising to me, but our market is running, as you can say, hot um, over the past few weeks or after the past four or five weeks. But how long can it do that and run at these types of speeds? Well, let's go and have a look at the charts now and I'll give you my thoughts on what I think it's going to do and where it's going to move um, over the coming weeks and or months. Now on the chart, uh, on the screen, you can actually see a monthly chart of the All Lord News Index. And you can see I've got some gray lines everywhere these are just measuring momentum of the market and you can see here this is the current move up since that March low now our market was really sideways for a few months there if I drag that out you can see here over a period since this from here so June, July, August, September, October, it was really sort of sideways and obviously November has just taken off like a rocket with an 817 point range so far. So you can see a massive, massive move on our market there. And we're getting closer to that uh, previous all-time high that was set back in February there at 7289.7 points. And I think this move up is not sustainable. You can see here the angle of this prior move up um, into the high there from December 2018. If you look at the angle of that move, it was nowhere near as steep as what the current move is and I can take that line back through multiple multiple moves and no it's not going to run that hard for that many months and so it's interesting I don't necessarily think our market is going to run as hard this week as what it has done um, or last week and this month will slow down but I do expect our market to move through up into sort of mid-January, um, possibly later January you can see here again how that strong move there 
if I put that there, you can see that momentum is really along that gray line. But if I come over here, you can see if I put it there, it's now starting to move away from that. So really, I would expect maybe we might get a week or so down through. We've had one, two, three, four weeks up. So I maybe get one or two weeks down and then a nice move through up into uh, into January, possibly mid to late January, early February um, before we get our next peak. We may get our next peak in March, but right now thinking it could be sort of more mid to late January from that point of view. But there's some really good stocks looking at the moment. Don't necessarily think the technology stocks are going to drive the market. Um, at, based on my report, as I said, I think some of those technology stocks have had their day in the sun. So looking for good quality stocks. Again, Janine and I are talking about materials. We're talking about energy and we're talking about um, um, financials as being probably the better drivers for the coming year. But right now the market is looking good. Um, but now it's time to get into our questions for this week. So let's get into those now. Now, each and every week, we do get a lot of comments and questions, and this week was certainly no exception. So thank you to everyone who did comment, and, and thank you for participation in our channel, along with your great questions and comments. Now, again, to let everyone know, I do place a lot more importance on comments and questions that come from people who subscribe to this channel. I mean, that's only fair. So all of the questions I'll discuss today are from subscribers to the channel. So if you have a question and it hasn't been answered, then I urge you to hit the subscribe button and then ask your question again and we'll look at it next week. Now subscribing is totally free, it's harmless, it won't hurt you in any simple way but it really does help us and in return it will help you and I think that's pretty fair, wouldn't you agree? But let's look at the first question and the first question today we have is from Bob who says, hi Dala, what are your thoughts on zero at the moment? I entered the stock back on the 8th of October, 114 dollars 48 with a stop loss of around at around 87.51 it wasn't the best entry price because i hesitated to buy the stock on the 7th um, do you think the stock has more upside to go it seems to be in an uptrend at the moment with higher peaks and troughs so let's go and have a look for bob let's go and bring up zero at the moment it is on your screen um, i'm not really sure where why let me have a look at this I won't say anything before I actually bring up the chart a little bit more. So you brought in around 114, around about here, um, in in around October there, and I wouldn't have entered there, Bob. I really wouldn't have. I think you, what you're trying to do is um, uh, fear of missing out. I think that's probably what's happened there is you've, you've seen it move up quite strongly and there's a fear of missing out and trying to jump into it. I mean, it's doing well and you've made some money there. I, I, it's not a point that I would have entered into. I look, It looks good, as you said, um, higher troughs, higher peaks. It's looking like it's in an uptrend, but it's going more vertical and that's what worries me and that's sort of a little bit why I hesitated earlier. You can see here, and again, I'll go back to the look using my little trendy liney tool you can see the angle that it was on through here and if i go grab that you can see how it was sort of on that angle for that period of time but look at where it's going now it's just going vertical a lot more so and generally what you see at the end of runs in the bull runs you see this more vertical move on the stock where it just moves takes off in, in this momentum increases so the the movement in price happens faster than what it was. And generally what happens is, is people getting into this are those fear of missing out people. And then what happens is, is they run out of money and the smart money just sits back and just sells into that for a while. And then what happens is it'll come back to much more normal or what is more normal for that stock. If I go back to the monthly chart 
and we squash this up a little bit and I'll just hit that. You can see here how the momentum there is quite um, distinct. It is going very, very uh, steeply. So right now I'd hang on to it, mate. I really would. I think it's a nice stock. It is a really, really nice stock. It's going up at the moment. That means to me, stay with it. Make sure you keep raising your stop loss up uh, because it, it this is going to rise i don't know but at this point in time oh well i will know if i put more work onto it um how far it's going to go for you just make sure you put a stop loss underneath that in case it does start to fall away but great question thanks for um, posing that question for me because i do like zero the stock itself now the next question we have is from birdie says who says hey dale love your show i'm looking to buy a mount gibson iron i would like to know your thoughts it looks like it's just broken a downtrend line on the weekly with a strong move up. Thanks. So let's go and have a look at uh, Mount Gibson there. And I'll bring that up now on my screen so you can actually see the chart of it. Looks like it's broken a trend line there. Mm, yeah, sort of. Um, I can sort of understand that. Um, looks all right. There's a lot of heavy resistance around that 80 cents uh, sort of level, if you can see right across here. It's reasonable. Let me bring up that monthly chart and have a good look at it. And this is where you do need to look at a stock like this in, in its entirety rather than on a daily, weekly basis, what most people do. I'm not saying suggesting you're doing that, but you can see here, this is a cyclical stock. It's not a long-term buy and hold stock. It's very much more of a trading stock because it's more cyclical. And if I put my little pointer on there, you can see here at around that high of a dollar there, there's a lot of resistance through there. And if I bring it down, you can see there's resistance sort of around that sort of level there through to around and support around that sort of level there at around that 50, 60 cents. So I'm not suggesting it's not doing what going to do what you expect it will do but uh, it does look nice at the moment but again I think I'd rather sort of see it get through this sort of 80 90 cent level before I think I'd get too excited on it at the moment but it looks a lot better uh, and again I don't discount what you're saying there I think it's looking pretty good um, it's a bit of conjecture whether it's gone through a trend line or not but that's okay but it does look nice. The only thing that bothers me, it is was weak last week in terms of where it traded up to and it came right back. So you can see here, price is rejecting a little bit there. So it had a high of 78 cents and closed down at 75. Um, with a point with a five cent range through there, so it closed lower. So, be interesting to see if it comes back down again and makes a higher trough um, somewhere through here and then takes off again. But again, as it once it breaks through this sort of 80 cent le level area, I think I'd be a little bit more happy with that. But good pick, mate. I do like it. Just make sure that it is more of a shorter to medium term view, not a long term view on this stock. Otherwise, you'll get stuck with it for years and probably not make a lot of money. But if you look at short to medium term, you'll probably do very, very well on it as long as you've got a good trailing stock. Now, the next question that we do have is from Andrew. He says, hey, Dale, can you please review IFT for me? Um, don't have a position yet, but want to get in soon and hold for three to five years. Um, reason I like this stock in the large um, commitments to, or a large commitments to infrastructure from government in the past year. So thanks very much. So three to five years. They're always interesting it's, to me is when you've got a stock or you're looking to buy a stock, I don't set a time frame necessarily on how long I think I'm going to hold it for. Well, some might have an idea if it's going to be a short or medium or long-term trade. It's more of if it's going up, I just stay with it until it exhausts itself. And if it's going down, I get out of it. 
pretty much until it exhausts itself and starts to move up. So, um, but I understand your thinking because you're thinking with the infrastructure for the next few years is going to be a lot of money pumped into that. Um, therefore, it should benefit for that sort of three to five years. But hey, if it's going well, um, there might be more projects coming up in two, three, four years to keep it going. So, but anyway, let's go and have a look at the stock. Um, IFT was the stock that uh, we're about to look at. It was a little bit liquid a few years, illiquid a few years ago. You can see through there and it's done quite well. And uh, looking at this on the monthly chart, 2.2 million shares, not a highly liquid stock at this point. Um, looking through here, uh, it's moving up. It's gone through its previous all-time high there of $5.40. Um, 1.9 million shares traded a couple of weeks ago at $5. It's not a big, big stock, 321,000. Um, here we've got uh, 531,000. So not a massive stock. So I wouldn't take a big punt on it. And you can see through here, even um, August this year, you can see some gaps and these little sideways. These little, just little dashes here means it opened, closed and high and low, all $4.40 for that day. And yet 5,000 shares were traded. So it's not an, a liquid stock. So it's in that basket that I would uh, put in, I won't say gambling, but you get my point. It's one of those ones you're gonna take a punt on. So I wouldn't bet the house on it, if that makes sense. Right now it is moving up quite nicely, um, looking good on the daily chart, but let's go back and look at that weekly chart. So it is pretty good. Um, I don't have a problem with it at the moment, mate. I really don't. Um, as I said, as long as you um, have a nice little stop loss on it, because even you can see all this stuff on that weekly chart, that's what bothers me, this liquidity, because um, what will happen is they fall pretty quickly, generally, these stocks, and it is rising a little bit steeper right now, because other people may have the same view as you, so I wouldn't put a lot of money into it. All I would do is put some money that I could afford to lose, if that makes sense. Um, so please do that and make sure if you do get into it, you have a nice stop loss for yourself to protect your capital in case it does go down. But I think they're much better stocks to buy than this one. Uh, now we have a question from, uh, I couldn't say, Gaggy007. I can't remember. I think I said that right. Um, thanks, Dale, for sharing your knowledge. What's your thoughts on Woodside Petroleum? I've been buying for the last seven months. Uh, thanks. Wow buying for the last seven months. I'm not sure whether that means you're buying multiple parcels and let's have a look at the stock at the moment, whether you've been multiple parcels over the last seven months. If you've been doing that, I'd suggest stop that kind of practice because it's not smart um, to do those sorts of things. So that would suggest you've been buying all the way down through this sort of move through here. So for seven months, we're going back into um, into that sort of March. And obviously, some, you'd see this big move down through here into March through there. And you've been buying through all of this. And to me, that's not necessarily smart investing. Um, it does look a lot better at this point in time. I do like the stock. I think it's now moving up. A little bit too early for me. Um, I would like to see it come back down again. <coughs> Excuse me. I'd like to see it come back down a little bit and find a little bit more support, but it does look good. It really does look nice. Um, I would suggest it's probably going to be up into that $30 to $35 range, uh, um, probably in the next two to three months. But again, it's probably a little bit early for to get in because uh, it is quite, quite possible it will just come back down again to these sorts of areas. So just protect yourself, protect your money, uh, and make sure that uh, you know your rules about getting in and getting out. So if you've been dollar cost averaging, again, if you've been watching our videos, you'd know I'm not a fan of dollar cost averaging. You're better off just getting out and coming back in later on and keeping your money out of the market or putting it into other stocks that are rising. But thank you to everyone for sending in your questions. I really do appreciate it. Now, if you do have any questions you'd like me to answer, the first thing you need to do, and, and as I mentioned before, is to subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're not subscribing to the channel, you're going to be less likely for me to even look at the question to, to bring up an answer for you. 
then type your question below and it's pretty that simple. Well, it's that's pretty that simple. That's not good English, is it? It's really that simple. Hit, hit subscribe, put your comments down or ask your questions and then it gets answered. That's pretty simple and that's what I was trying to say. Now last week I did ask you what your preferred way of analysing a stock was and we got a few people commenting which uh, only a very few people commenting, which I suspect suggests that a lot of you do not really have a solid strategy when it comes to picking stocks to buy and sell, or you just don't want to tell me about it, but we've only got uh, three or four comments, I think, and normally we'd get 20 to 30. So it suggests to me you either don't have a strategy or you don't want to tell me your strategy. Now, my pick of the comments came from Jenny who said, thank you for the great free contents. I read your book, Accelerate Your Wealth. I analyze stocks based on the trend line price and with extra confirmation RSI charts. So what is this week's question? Well, what's your favorite buy or sell signal? Now, tell me that. If you're not going to tell me your strategy or how you analyze the stock, maybe you might give me your favorite buy or sell signal. So how about you put your comments down below? Now, remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every week, and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. So hit the subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload and go live with our videos. I'm Dale Gillum. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.